Welcome. This is Points of Interest in the World of Employment on LocalJobNetwork.com radio. Today's topic is full-time students who work full-time. I'm Lynn Molitor from the Local Job Network. I was reading recently that 25% of full-time students also work full-time. Wow, I don't doubt that it can be done, but what are the benefits and challenges these students and workers face? Who better to ask than a person who is in this exact situation? Therefore, I invited full-time student Eric Bielefeldt, who also works full-time, to join us today. Thanks, Eric, for fitting me into your busy schedule. You're welcome. Glad to be here. So let's start with the basics first. What type of work do you do? I work in shipping in a warehouse, and that's pretty much what I've done for the last 10 years. Oh, okay. So you know that very well. Yep. Okay. It's probably a comfort for logistics you. Logistics expert. Yeah. Oh, oh, logistics. <laughs> okay. Yep. yep. Um, and what school are you now attending? MATC, Milwaukee Area Technical College. And uh, what um, major are you pursuing? IT computer support specialist. And we've talked ahead of time something close to my heart since I also have an IT degree as yeah. well. So good luck. Thank you. Okay, so you have been out of high school for a long time, working full-time. I mean, you said you have been working in logistics for 10 years now. Why did you uh, decide to pursue a college education at this time? Part of it was just boredom with what I was doing at work. You know, it was 10 years of shipping and receiving, and I had always regretted not going to school. And I watched a lot of my friends go back to college and graduate. And I felt like I was kind of getting to the point where it wasn't too late to go back, but if I waited too much longer, then I would have felt like it was. So I just wanted, it was kind of a now or never situation. So are you happy with the decision? Definitely. How much uh, schooling do you have left? If all goes as planned, I should graduate in May. Oh, that would be great. So a year from now. A year from now, (laughs) yep. What made you decide to take the major you're pursuing? Two of the conditions to receive tuition assistance from this employer, full reimbursement. One was that you had to receive A's or B's. C, if you got C's, they would pay 50%. Anything lower than that, you had to pay them back. And then the other condition was your major had to benefit them upon graduation. So IT support, to me, looked like the one that was most interesting out of the majors that I thought they would accept, Mm -hmm. which they did. And then once I started actually taking the core classes, I really liked it. Oh, that's good. And, oh, yeah. And <laughs> it, even more so the programming side of it, which was kind of interesting because I started out in support, which I'm still in, but taking a few programming classes, I really liked that too. Oh, good. So. It's intrigued you, huh? Yep. So, I mean, actually, that's a good story then. So this is actually the former employer right. who kind of gave you the incentive to go back to school and you're continuing on the path even though you you no longer work for them. Exactly. Had they not had that benefit, I might have never made the jump into school. So Yeah. Life works in mysterious ways. Yeah. (laughs) So here's something here's a question for you. Okay. Do you consider yourself a working person who goes to school or a student who also works? A working person who goes to school. Just because I've been working for so many years that it's hard to look at my school as taking priority over work. It's more, 
it was funny because I was just thinking about this last night, how when I was in high school and I would get a part-time job after school, my parents, their rule was you can have this part-time job as long as it doesn't interfere with school. Mm-hmm. Where now that I'm on my own independent, I feel like I can go to school, I can do this full-time school thing, but it can't interfere with my job. Oh, that's because, it, yeah. So it's kind of the opposite situation. Yeah, that's an interesting perspective on things. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you've just, yeah, you're that much older, and I'm assuming you have to support yourself. Yeah. <laughs> that have, makes a big difference. I have difference. bills and rent, so. Yeah. Whereas in high school, yep. so our th- parents were helping us. And so the income from work takes priority over these classes that I'm paying for, even though that's a big deal, too. If I'm going to, as expensive as college courses are, it's important to me to do well. Yeah. So. So in everything that I've read about this situation, successful time management is critical for this plan to work out, this full-time, full-time. Tell us how you manage your time. Well, I barely sleep. Oh, I was afraid I was <laughs> uh, going to hear that as an answer. No, I, actually, that's not entirely true. Um, one thing I get in my head before the school semester even starts is that I'm going to have to make sacrifices as far as going out and doing things. And, you know, there are t- there are weekends where there might be a family trip or something that I have to skip that I can't go on. But, oh. Or, you know, I'm a huge Packer fan. This That's going to be kind of an issue, especially with all my assignments due on Sunday nights. Uh-oh. You know, so I might miss a season here, but that's okay. Maybe there'll be a few Monday night games. Yeah. <laughs> so the time management thing, it's definitely... You have to kind of prioritize when your next course is coming up or what your next class, which assignments are due, and just be really good at multitasking. Now, you mentioned something that um, I didn't have the option to do was the online classes. So are all of your classes online, or do you actually have to physically go into the school as well? I usually mix it up, but in my experience, I've, I've had semesters where all of my courses were online. Somewhere, I have three on, actually this next semester, I have three online and one in West Dallas Thursday nights. Oh, okay. Last semester I had two online and then two on-site classes. So I would go Wednesday night, Thursday night, and then I had two online courses. Does the online courses, do they give you uh, like more control over how you manage your time during the week? They definitely give you more control over the course of the week because you don't have to go sit in the three-hour course or the three-hour class and listen to a lecture. A lot of online instructors will still post lectures, sometimes written. Oh, or okay. sometimes I've actually had instructors who do podcast sort of oh, lecture. Right. So you, have, you can listen to it at your leisure where when I... And working full-time, especially the on-site classes, and you have to leave work to be to this class and then be, sit in class till 9 o'clock, it really, it does, during that time, you can't really work on another class or even homework for that class, so. Right. So, yeah, sitting in those classes on-site takes up a lot of time during the week, valuable time. So I have to ask, um, do you, like, pull some, like, crazy school hours like you know will you come home from work and maybe rest and then like start 
an online lecture at some crazy nighttime hour? Not really. I mean, usually, I mean, it sounds kind of, it's probably a boring answer, but I come straight home from work and I might eat something and then it's straight up to the office or to the computer to start doing work. Well, I'm so. impressed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always going for, you know, sometimes I'll come home from work and I'll have to do work. Yeah. You know, and then I'm always like, oh, I'll watch this TV show and then I'll do this and then I, then it's late. <laughs> well, that's the easy way to get trapped is if, you know, I know that's one thing, one piece of advice I would offer anyone taking online courses. And I'm sure a lot of people who have already know this, but, you know, you're, if you're sitting in front of a computer, it's very easy to get distracted and end up on Facebook or whatever other websites. Right. You've some news website, and then before you know it, you've wasted two hours <laughs> not doing your schoolwork. So that's one thing I'm, I try to be really cautious of. Well, it sounds like you're doing it the right way. So um, how much time do you need each week for studying and homework? Because we're just talking about you taking the class. I would say, I mean, typically what each instructor will tell you, and they, everyone I've ever had does mention this is that take your the amount of credits that the class is worth so if it's a three credit course and multiply that times three oh. and that's the amount of hours they expect that you should be working on their assignments per week so a three credit course they give you a nine hours worth of homework oh so you get three hours in the class plus nine hours of homework right well, depending on how long it actually takes you to do it. It could be longer, or you could right. go through it quicker. Oh, boy. I never heard of that, um, that formula before. At least that's helpful, so you know but what you're kind of getting yourself into. I don't think, in my experience, it's ever taken me that long. Like, I can't imagine. There, I mean, you know, maybe finals week, mm-hmm. where I've spent nine hours in one week on one course. I don't right. think that's really typical, but that's what I've been told. Oh, well, that's good. That's good. So obviously there is more to life than work and school, and you did allude to you passing up on some fun, but do you still manage to have somewhat of a personal life? I know you're married, so, (laughs) and a newlywed (laughs) on top Uh, of it. (laughs) I I try. It's, I, I tell a lot of people while I'm in school, don't call me because I don't have a life. Like I don't have a personal life. And it's just going to be that way for a few months now. But last semester, what I would do is, you know, I had the Wednesday night and Thursday night on-site courses. Oh. Two online courses where the assignments were all due Sunday night by midnight. You have to submit. So what I would do is give myself Friday. So Friday I would come home from work. I would go hang out with my wife, do whatever, go out for dinner, go see a movie, and... With the condition being that all day Saturday, you're not going to see me because it, oh. it's going to be dedicated to schoolwork. So, and then Sundays, a lot of times we do family stuff. We go to church. After church, we go have lunch with our parents. So well, that's good. Um, sometimes I have to cut that shorter, bring my books with me. But at least they get to works. see you. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's the important thing. Yep. So do your uh, friends and family, are they pretty respectful of your wishes and, you know, don't get on you too much if they don't see you that often? For the most part, yeah. I'm sure it's not uh, always easy. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> they mean well. 
they want to see you, but so I give you credit. I was doing some research on, um, you know, because obviously 25% of the students are in the same situation as you. Um, And the research identified some possible liabilities with your schedule. So I just kind of wanted to walk through them and see, you know, I know you're just one person and, you know, maybe you've conquered them and maybe it is a concern. So let's kind of walk through these. Okay. So research has identified that work has negative effect on studies and grades. Do you find that to be the case? For me, it has not been the case so far, but that is because I, well, first of all, I spend the amount of time after work Right, um, yeah. On, that I know I have to spend. You know, I think there are a lot of people who are under the impression that as long as you get the degree, that's all that matters. But the more that I've looked into it and researched, I've been told and learned that grades do matter, sometimes at least. Yeah. That some employers do actually look at your GPA. And um, so, no, I, would, I wouldn't say work has had a negative effect on it. And I also the other reason is that my current employer knows that I'm taking classes, so and they're very, very cooperative with me about, oh, that's as good. far as that's concerned. So n- they know that starting two Thursdays from now, I'm going to need to leave at 5 o'clock no matter what, and they've accepted that. They're okay with it. So Oh, that's good. It's good to have that, too, because there, there are times where, you know, employers might not be that flexible. Mm-hmm. But so you basically is. have an agreement with your employer that right. you'll let them know your um, – your semester schedule, school schedule, and... Yep, exactly. And, yeah, when you have to cut out. Well, it's good that this is not having a negative impact. And I can tell you, when I, um, my first employer, um, you know, again, in the IT field, they definitely were all over my grades. So, yeah. And they were, you know, they looked at overall grades and especially those computer grades. Yep. But... So that's good. I'm glad. Does work limit the the kind of class schedule you can have? I mean, obviously, it's got to be at night. Yeah, it definitely does. I mean, you, I have to either take night courses or online. Those are my only options. So actually, this last semester, I got a call from someone in, in the office at MATC who told me one of your courses has been canceled because enrollment wasn't high enough. So I went home and I found out that it was one of my courses that I needed for my program. It was a wasn't an elective or a general ed class. It was an actual computer support class. And when I looked to replace it, they didn't have any available online or any available during hours that I could actually sign up for. Right. So I ended up having to take an elective and that's that scared me a little bit because now next semester, which I'm hoping will be my last, I have to find the exact four courses I need right. to graduate, and they have to be in the exact, or at least in a, an accommodating time frame. Right, yeah. Unless my employer will give me a Monday off to take a morning class or something. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Okay, so what about um, classes? Um, in and of themselves, are there any classes that you'd like to take and they're not available, um, uh, they're only available during the day and not during the time that you're available to take them? I mean, I've, I've never had that problem. I've had courses that I'd like to take 
on-site as opposed to online, like because there are courses, especially the computer courses, that sometimes when I read the descriptions, I can tell that it might be more beneficial to actually be on-site with a computer lab and an instructor and other people to communicate with yeah. rather than just sitting at home. So there have been times where that's caused a problem if on-site courses aren't available at night. Mm-hmm. Um, or a lot of times they'll be available downtown, which is unappealing to me just because of the parking situation and sure. where I live. But but I would do it if it was a class I wanted to take badly enough. So do you um do you have to go to computer labs to do some of your um, coursework, or I don't know how that works now. Only I've never actually had to go to the college to use their computer labs because I'm fortunate I have a computer at home, but. Some of the courses, like the programming, I did last semester, I had a programming course, and I thought that one would be helpful to actually be in a class, in a classroom with the instructor. And so when I say computer lab, what I mean is a classroom where a lot of IT classes, you may know this from your experience, rather than having desks, just normal desks like you'd imagine in a classroom, most of them have a computer for each student, oh, so you yeah. sit in front. And that's what I mean when I say computer lab. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean it always helps if um, to have them walking around and yep. you know come and take a look at my code or whatever. Yeah. As you think back about you know you've got a unique college experience, um, a little different than you know some of the people who may be living in dorms or going to school full time and working in a part-time job, do you feel like you're missing out on the college experience in any way, or are you okay with it? I'm okay with it, but I have thought about that. I, you know, I thought about how much fun it would have been in my early 20s to go live in a dorm and do that whole college thing. But, uh, but on the other hand, I feel like I'm at a point now where because I waited 10 to 12 years after I graduated, I think it was almost, it was over 10 <laughs> after I graduated high school, I got a lot of, I got my 20s out of my system. So oh, okay. by going to school later, I was going with the intention of, and I'm not saying that younger people don't do this either, but I didn't, my idea wasn't to go to college for the party and the socializing. It was yeah. to get a degree. And so I, th- I think for me personally, it worked out better the way that I did it. Oh, that's good. I mean, I give you a lot of credit. The thought of going back to school with a 10-year gap, I'm like, wow, it would be, yeah, you really have to be studious. Yep. And I was, I didn't know what to expect. I, because I had been out of school for 10 years, I didn't know how hard it was to get in. Oh, I didn't know, yeah. you know, I'd ask around to different friends of mine who had just started school or were halfway done if they thought I would even be accepted into a technical college, yeah. like I didn't know how difficult it was, and it turned out to be fairly easy. So, oh, that's good. Surprise. I mean, I, and I think that's good for the listeners to know. You know, if someone's thinking about going back or just going for the first time. Yep. So, um, did they look at your um, high school transcripts at all, or they do? They actually require that you. I remember having to contact my high school and have them send. They either had to mail or fax an original copy of my high school transcript. Oh, okay. And then once that was done, 
I set up an appointment or just came in during a specified time to take um, an acuplacer test, they call it, where they just go through math, English, and a couple of other basic things, reading, and something else. I forget what it was, but they kind of just get an idea of where you're at in your education. And then after that, you meet with an advisor who just kind of helps get you started. And really after that, it was kind of every semester since then, I've been able to just go on their website online and set up my own classes and with without really having a lot of communication with my advisor. So it started out having, I needed help mm-hmm. to get started. But once I got started, it's pretty much been fairly simple to just go through the process, registering for classes and all of that stuff. Oh, that's good. pretty simple, so. Well, and you're a dis- I can tell you're a disciplined person. So, you know, maybe given, you know, your maturity now, you can, you're pretty much managing your whole schedule. You don't need, you know, an advisor kind of right. helping uh, you out. But they are helpful, and I would definitely advise people to talk to your advisors because there have been times where, I mean, I don't, you don't need them to help you register for courses, but they're helpful in, well, I guess I should backtrack a little bit. They're helpful in guiding you towards the way you should plan for your courses. So, mm-hmm. I mean, for example, that I took a few third semester courses in my second semester just because they were available online. Oh. So now I'm in my third semester and I'm taking a second semester course. Oh. So mm-hmm. I'm doing things a little bit out of order, but I, I guess that's, that's what it, advisors are good for. Oh, just to let you know that you can do that. Right. Or I also had um, a situation arise where because it was taking me, I started in 2009, now it's 2012. So one of the courses that was part of my program originally when I signed up in 2009 has become obsolete. It's no longer. Oh, interesting. um, It's no, well, it's (laughs) actually, it's not only obsolete, but it's not even part of the IT support program anymore. (laughs) So I had to get my advisor on the phone and ask him, so is this now, these credits that I've earned, do they just not count for anything anymore? Oh, yeah, that's true. So what he told me was, as long as you remain signed up for that program, those credits are still good. But some, what he did tell me was that some students have the opposite problem where if they take too long, more than the two years... that most people get their associate's degree and a class that they haven't taken yet becomes obsolete that was part of their program, a requirement of their program, then they have to go to the student services office or their advisor, I forget which, to find out if they can substitute a different class for that. Oh, so... Yeah, you told us a lot in that answer there, Eric. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm like, rambled wow. on a little bit. No, no. I, um, I mean, I find it interesting that, you know, in the field you're going in, it's uh, ever-evolving. Things are moving fast in the IT world nowadays. Definitely. And it's like, yeah, if you, yeah, the, it's moving so fast that within a couple of years, the courses are changing. Yep. And I think the other interesting thing there was that if you are pursuing a degree and it's taking you in a lapse time that's longer than typical, which there's really nothing wrong with that, but then if some of the classes become obsolete, then it kind of throws a couple of challenges in your way. Definitely. So, 
Yeah, see, thank you. You know what, actually? I can't believe it. We're already out of time. That was fast, (laughs) wasn't it? Yeah. (laughs) I still have more questions for you. But actually, the last question I had for you was um, about if you had any advice to give to people who are opting for the full-time the full-time work and the uh, full-time classes. And I know you did give us some throughout the last um, half hour, but do you have anything else you want to add there? Definitely. I would say if you consider yourself a self-starter, self-motivated person, take online courses because when you work full-time, it's so hard to get the motivation to come home or go. Sometimes you don't have time to go home. You go straight to class. this semester I'll be, I work in Oak Creek, almost almost out in Caledonia, and every Thursday night I have to leave work and drive to West Dallas, so. Oh yeah, that's a haul. It's quite a haul, yeah. And so I would recommend online courses just because they're more convenient for full-time workers. Another thing, and this is something I just learned, and it's been very helpful because I've found it to be accurate, is researching your professors. Talk to other people who have oh. gone to the same school or taken the same courses. There is a website online, I think it's called rateyourprofessor.com, where you can look up by name, alphabetical order, different professors. And I actually had one last semester, I won't say any names, but <laughs> um, when I went onto the website, and he wasn't necessarily a bad professor, but when I went onto the website and looked him up, everything that people were saying about him was right on. It was oh. very accurate. So. You know, there are some professors that, depending on how you learn, might work better for you. And Mm -hmm. so I think it's helpful to get feedback before you sign up for certain courses. I would say, I guess the last thing, bit of advice I would say is when you're planning your work, your homework schedule, um, just prioritize the best that you can. Like for me, if I have half of my classes on site and then the other half online, where the assignments are due Sunday nights. Yeah. Which it's always, it seems like, at least for MATC, that's always the case with online courses. So I'll go to my classes during the week that are on site, mm-hmm. leave those classes, and then forget about them until um, my Sunday homework is done, my online courses are done, and then the rest of the weekend and Monday and Tuesday night would be right. dedicated to those courses. So definitely just, I mean, it's not that difficult of a concept. It definitely, I'm hearing time management. Time management is (laughs) the most important thing. And it sounds like you're actually doing quite well. I am. Surprisingly, that's, that was, (laughs) I I mean, now that I've done it for a few years, I I know what I'm capable of. But when I jumped from nine credits to 12, I thought I'm probably throwing money away. I didn't think I could do well with 12 credits and I surprised myself. So that's good. Rumor has it, too, that your GPA is actually something to be quite proud of. It is. (laughs) Good job. Thank you. Well, we're going to have to call our time here now. Um, Thank you for coming in. You're welcome. It was uh, great talking with you today. And I encourage our listeners, if you have any ideas for future topics of points of interest, please do drop me a note at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. I'm Lynn Molitor on localjobnetwork.com radio. Thanks for listening.